At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in a big Manic Monday. Welcome to you on the Detroit CityCast. So much to get into today. So much to get into this week. You've got one of the biggest Michigan football games in years on Saturday. You got... Yeah, the Lions, they're winless, but it's still going to be something to watch them on Thanksgiving. Either my, even though my producer thinks that the Lions fans should just not even watch the game. Even Bears fans, too, because he's a Bears guy. Uh, but we got that to get into a crazy situation at LCA with the Lakers and the Pistons and the upcoming possible suspensions and what's going to happen there. And I've got a bone to pick with some, not all, but some Michigan State fans will get into all of that. Let's first take a trip to the Motown betting window presented to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And we're going to start with the big game Saturday, high noon. I will be there. I can't wait. I know it's probably going to end in the way that I don't want it to, but at least you got a chip in a chair. If you're a poker player, you know, a chip in a, a chip in a chance, chip in a chair, chip in a chance, chair in a chance, whatever you want to say. They've got a shot to win the Big Ten East. To go to Indy for the first time ever and to go to the college football playoff. Possibly gets a, a rematch against Wisconsin in that Big Ten championship game. Uh, Wisconsin's won seven in a row. Last game they lost to was Michigan. So that's dripping with, uh, you know, storylines and irony if that happens as well. But it's all about Ohio State. And the Wolverines have been owned by the Buckeyes for years now after owning the Buckeyes during the John Cooper era when I was a kid when the Wolverines were 9 1 1 against. Uh, John Cooper, the Buckeyes, and now they just suck against Ohio State. And yes, it's still a rivalry. So having a discussion about this with some of my friends yesterday. Yes, it's still a rivalry, even though you haven't won a game in a long time or only have won a couple in 14 years. But it's one of the great rivalries in the history of sports. You can't forget about the previous 100-plus years of this Michigan-Ohio State, uh, the game rivalry. Uh, but right now, Michigan, a 8.5-point dog at Bet Rivers. Both sides minus 110. It opened at around 7, 7.5 went immediately up to eight, eight and a half. I think it's going to come back closer to the Wolverines as this week goes on because it seems like some of the early sharp money is on Michigan. But, you know, the, the, the Buckeyes just destroyed, dismantled, and embarrassed Michigan State. Now, I think Michigan is a better team than Michigan State. And you say, well, Leach, what about Michigan State beating Michigan? Yeah, you can beat a team and still not be the better team overall. Happens all the time. NFL, college, NBA, you know, the local pickleball court, just because you win a game doesn't mean you're a better team no matter what. Yeah, you have the head-to-head, you know, check mark, 
But it doesn't mean you're the better team overall. And that's why the CFP committee has ranked Michigan higher every week since. It's obviously now when Michigan State will be way lower. Uh, but even though Michigan State beat the Wolverines, that's why they've been ranked higher. And you look at this game and, you know, Ohio State is at another level. We know that. But it's in Ann Arbor. It's at the big house. It is easily the biggest Ohio State-Michigan game, I think, since 97. When I was standing next to Charles Woodson with that rose in his mouth as a little pipsqueak 19-year-old back in my college days. Uh, but this is this is what it's all about. And uh, we'll be breaking down this game throughout the week uh, for you here on the CityCast. Money line for Ohio State, by the way, Bent Rivers minus 335. Michigan plus 235 on the comeback. The total, a very high 64. Uh, very rare. I'll have to double-check the numbers in the last 20 years. I can't remember many, maybe one or two games that had a total of this high or close to this high in the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, but it's 64 right now, over minus 108, under minus 113. Now, you, you can't forget about uh, Michigan State. They've got a game as well. They'll be playing Penn State on Saturday, and if they win, they'll have a chance to go to New Year's Six Bowl. Right now, Penn State, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite at Spartan Stadium, minus 106 for the uh, Nittany Lions, plus uh uh, or minus 115, excuse me, for Michigan State on the comeback, plus the one and a half. Penn State money line, minus 115. If you're going to take the spread, you might as well take the money line. You're not paying that much more. Uh, Michigan State money line, minus 106. And the total in that one is 52 over minus 107. Under minus 114. And then you got the Lions. The Leos, Thanksgiving. They're 0-9-1. Can they break the seal on a win this year? That line opened up Bears, minus three and a half at Bet Rivers. It stayed that way. Uh, kind of even action right now. People are kind of waiting on this Justin Fields news. Bears might be better off without Justin Fields because he's he has been wildly inconsistent. He's gotten better. And he actually had a pretty good first half against the Lions earlier in the season when the Bears won by 10. But Fields is questionable as of now. It's believed that he has bruised ribs. There's additional tests coming to evaluate for a, a possible more serious injury. That's via our, our friend Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So we'll, we'll monitor that throughout the week. Whether it's him or Andy Dalton, it's a negligible point spread difference. I, To be honest, I think that actually if, if Dalton's in there, it gives the Bears a little more of a grounded quarterback, obviously, and you would think maybe the spread would be a little higher in that sense. I think based on his fields and the, you know, the buzz and the ability with his legs, if he was healthy and playing, it would probably be four or four and a half. I think the spread is a little lower, not by much, uh, with Dalton if he is, ends up being the starter. And Dalton's ripped the Lions before as a starter of the Bengals. Uh, Moneyline Chicago, minus a buck 77. The Lions plus 155 on the money line. How about, I was thinking about this, I'm not going to, well actually maybe I will do it. Just for blakes and giggles. How about a Lions money line to Michigan money line parlay? Let's, you know what, let me give you the total. I just want to see what that would win. Uh, total is 41 and a half over under both minus 110. So let's just take a gander at this and just say we want to do Michigan money line Lions money line and what that would pay based on a hundred dollar bet because you're getting the Detroit Lions and, and listen once again this would just be totally for fun it's not a, I'm not recommending this as, as a play this isn't an official squash pick it would be a smart play but this would be fun I mean the, the Lions have nothing to really play for the Wolverines are playing for the Big Ten East but just to think about what it would pay a hundred dollars would get you a fresh seven hundred and $54. So seven and a half to one on a Lions Michigan Moneyline parlay. I know I will probably do it just for blanks and giggles, uh, but once again, not recommending it at all. 
But boy, this this Michigan-Ohio State game, I won't be able to sleep like I normally can anyway. But throughout many different games this year, especially the ones that I've gone to Ann Arbor, I have not gotten much sleep on that Friday night. I will be calling the state championship game with Chelsea and Unity Christian at Ford Field, 7.30 Friday night. So I'm going to be amped up for that anyway. Maybe I'll try to get some sleep from like 3 in the morning to 5 because I'm, I'm planning on being up in Ann Arbor around 6 a.m. on Saturday. Cannot wait. And yes, respect to Michigan State's improvements this year after many thought they would be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. But they're not playing for uh, a Big Ten East title. And I mentioned I had a bone to pick with some Spartan fans. Some, not all. We'll get into that coming up next. A trip to DTM's Big Ten power rankings. We're getting down to the, the crux of the matter here. So I got that for you. And we'll get into what happened yesterday. The lunacy, as I call it, at LCA between Beef Stew, LeBron James, and a bunch of others right here on the Detroit CityCast. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. The VEASAN midseason football special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, fine peeps, let's get into it. DTM's Big Ten Power Rankings. And, you know, there's only a few teams left that have a chance to, I mean, I guess if you really want to look at it, the only teams that have a chance to get to the playoff are Michigan and Ohio State. But you do have some, you know, teams like Wisconsin and, and Iowa that could get to a Big Ten title game and a New Year's Six Bowl. So there's still things to look at here. Let's start with number five. It is those uh, that Iowa Hawkeye team who has been very, very interesting this year. I mean, listen, they're nine and two on the season. They had that obviously very, very tough, and in some ways, based on what they had done to that point in the season, embarrassing loss to Purdue. And then obviously Purdue ended up beating Michigan State. They beat the number two and three teams in the country this year. That's all the Boilermakers have done. Uh, but that was that was a beatdown. They lost by 17. Then they lost in back-to-back weeks. They lost by 20 to, to Wisconsin. But they, you know, undefeated otherwise. They just beat Northwestern, you know, in a closer game a few weeks ago than it should have been. But it was a win. And there was, you know, they, they were kind of in the doldrums, that Hawkeye offense. They beat Minnesota. That was a huge win because Minnesota played some, Minnesota played some really good football. Then they just took down Illinois. Uh, so, they, you know, they, they still have won nine games this season. And they still have a really, really good defense. But Iowa, of course, pretty much out of the mix when it comes to having any chance of the college football playoff. They could still get into the Big Ten championship game. And I guess, listen, I guess if they go and they win it, never say never, but neither Iowa or Wisconsin are going to be able to go to the CFP. If they went to the Big Ten title game and beat Ohio State or beat Michigan, it would just be a big New Year's Six Bowl game for them. They're not going to the playoff. And everyone says, well, the Big Ten champion should go. It's not going to work that way when it comes to Wisconsin and Iowa. Iowa right now, number five for me. They are 33-1 to one, uh, to win the Big Ten. They are 750-1 to one to win the college football playoff. Michigan State, 
They dropped down to number four after the beatdown and historically embarrassing loss to the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I know a lot of Spartan fans didn't believe they were going to win that game. But if any of you, and I know a lot of you, friends, personal friends of mine, people that I've talked to on social media, I know a lot of you were taking the Spartans to the points. I told you all week, do not do that. If you're a big Spartan fan, just don't touch the game, enjoy the game, or try to enjoy the game. And I said the only play for me would be teasing Ohio State down to 12 or 13 or 11 and a half based on what you got in, the sport, what you got in how many points in the teaser. And I, I warned my, some of my really good friends over and over again. They didn't listen. And then the next thing you know, it's 49 nothing in like seven minutes. Uh, Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the FBS. That's facts. It's not just me saying, you know, they're really bad. They statistically have the worst pass defense in the first in the in, in the FBS. And that's why C.J. Stroud threw for over 300 yards in the first half. I mean, it was it was insane. 49 to nothing at one point in that game. But State, they're number four. They, there's no odds on them to win the Big Ten because they can't. Uh, there's no odds. I guess they're 250 to one to win the college ball playoff, but that's not going to happen either. Number three though, Wisconsin. They do have a chance to get to the Big Ten title again. They are 8-3. and three. They have won seven in a row since they lost to the Wolverines earlier in the season. And, and right now they're 5.5-1 to one to win the Big Ten. And this is a team that, you know, has really kind of found their rhythm. They're playing well on offense. Graham Mertz, who looked terrible against Michigan and terrible at times earlier in the season, playing much better. And they still definitely have a chance to win uh, the Big Ten East, or Big Ten West, excuse me, and get to the Big Ten title game in a couple weeks in Indy. They've got a big game at Minnesota coming up at 4 p.m. on Fox uh, this weekend. So Wisconsin at number three. Michigan, of course, they're playing Ohio State for the Big Ten East for all the marbles. They are number two. And the Wolverines, this is, I told you about putting a small play on Michigan about three or four weeks ago to win to win it all and to win the Big Ten because just for the value. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But Michigan is good enough, and we've seen that they're good enough to beat anybody in, in different situations. I mean, do I feel good about them playing a team like Ohio State or Georgia or, uh, you know, Alabama? No, but they're they're talented enough to actually win games like that on neutral fields and in different situations. So I liked the 50-1 to one that you could get on Michigan. Well, that's down to 33-1 to one now to win it all. And Michigan at one point seven or eight to one to win the Big Ten. Now it's down to four and a half to one. Of course, obviously the second favorite. They're playing one game to rule them all against Ohio State. And I know that some of you put money on Michigan earlier in the year. They were never as high as they were, you know, right after the state loss. They were fifty or so to one. And now their odds almost cut in half at Bet Rivers down to thirty three to one. They're the fourth favorite, by the way, to win the CFP. Uh, beyond, of course, obviously Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. And then Ohio State and the Buckeyes, they are number one in the, the DTN's Big Ten power rankings. And listen, the Buckeyes last week were minus 335 at Bet Rivers to win the Big Ten. Now they're minus 230 because obviously it's one game to get to the Big Ten championship game. But, you know, you still got to beat the team out of the West. So, yeah, it, it's almost like the, the miracle on ice. Like the U.S. beat Russia. They still had to play Finland to win the, the gold medal. It's a semifinal game. It's essentially a playoff game at the Big House on Saturday. You still got to beat the team for the West. And it's not like a, a year where it's like a Northwestern or, uh, you know, a Purdue team. It's not that great. Wisconsin and Iowa are pretty good teams. I mean, they could beat a Wolverine team or an Ohio State team. It's not likely that either of them would, especially against Ohio State, but they could. But the Buckeyes down to two minus 230 Bet Rivers to win the Big Ten, and they are the third favorite to win it all uh, 
at three and a half to one. And, you know, just to give you an idea of where the other three teams are at, Georgia, or I'm sorry, honestly, it's the second favorite, tied for the second favorite, Georgia, minus 143. So rare, especially this time of year, you'll see a minus favorite to win the playoff. But Georgia's just been so damn good. And it's really Georgia and everyone else. But that, I, I'm not playing any kind of money at Georgia. They still have to play an SEC championship game. Still have to play, a, you know, a semifinal playoff game. But that's kind of crazy. It's like back when the Bulls had Michael Jordan or Steph Curry and the Warriors for a couple different years. You rarely see minus favorites in, in a situation like that. Buckeyes and the, and the Crimson Tide both three and a half to one. And then Michigan, I'm sorry, the third favorite. Uh, Buckeyes, the second favorite to win it all at uh, 33 to one are the Wolverines. Cincinnati, they've got a chance. They should be in the playoff if they went out. Uh, 50 to one for Cincinnati, 50 to one for Oklahoma. Oregon has fallen off the map. They're down to 66 to one along with Oklahoma State. And then the rest of these teams have no chance like Notre Dame, 80 to one or Wisconsin, 250 to one. So there you go. Your DTN's Big Ten Power Rankings, Iowa number five, Michigan State number four, Wisconsin number three, Michigan number two, and the Buckeyes number one. All right, I got a bone to pick with some, not all. Some Spartan fans will get right to that coming up next. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. All right, so it's no secret. A lot of you that have listened to me for years know I'm a Michigan fan. I always have been, I always will be. You know, we have fun in this rivalry. It's a lot of back and forth, it's a lot of nonsense. I call it the sickness, the Michigan Michigan State rivalry. And, you know, one thing that you know about me if you've listened to me or follow me on social media is that, yeah, I might get in trolly mood sometimes like Michigan State fans can do to Michigan and Michigan fans can do to Michigan State. But I always give respect and I'm fair to the, the, the Spartans and, and the high majority of you know that and have told me that. And and even though it, it's, it sucks to have to do that sometimes to your rival, you got, you know, you can't skirt facts. There are no alternative facts. Like Michigan State beat Michigan this year. I made no excuses after that game. I did a full post-game show on it. I was there. I saw that in person. I made no excuses. Michigan should have won that game. They had a 16-point lead. They didn't put their pedal on the medal. It was the same issues for years and years and years that Jim Harbaugh has had in Ann Arbor in the biggest moments. I gave State full credit. No excuses. Now, maybe other Michigan fans blame the refs. And like in that JT Barrett game against Ohio State, I didn't blame the refs. I said, yeah, JT Barrett was short, but you can't leave it in the officials' hands. Michigan outplayed the Buckeyes 95% of that game and then blew it in overtime. They should have won that game as well. They didn't. You can't make an excuse for that. So I made no excuses to Michigan State fans. I made no excuses for the loss to the, to the Spartans earlier this year. But there, there, there's one thing that is really kind of driving me nuts. And I know it's kind of built in. And I know that I definitely control myself sometimes, like a lot of us do. And that's part of the fun. But I never make it personal. And I never start calling names and telling people they're losers or they're fat or short, which isn't true because I'm six feet tall, or bald, which I still have some here. So that's kind of the stuff that I get from people and, 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 and that's fine. I can handle it. I got thick skin. I know who I am. And I know that the majority of you that listen to the show and have listened to me in, in various circumstances understand, you know, who I am. And that's why you either love me. And I know that some of you out there think I'm crazy. And that's fine. 
I need to have some people that think I'm nuts and an idiot and, you know, a stoop nagel, whatever. That's part of the fun of what I do. Not everyone can like you if you're doing your job right. But this is the problem I have with some Michigan State fans out there. And you know who you are. And I think that everyone else knows who you are. And it's not to say that Michigan fans can't be stupid too and arrogant and and and, and all the, the, the nonsense that they can bring to the table sometimes. But this is the example I will give you. And if you want to see more examples, just go to my Twitter feed at Danley971 and you can have a ball for a couple hours looking at that nonsense. I just stopped. I, I spent way too much time dealing with people anyway that I just did some, you know, mic drop tweets and responded to some people and tried to clean up some people's, you know, tweets that were filled with inaccuracies and falsehoods. You know, like Michigan... State has six national titles since they joined the Big Ten to Michigan's one. That's not true. State joined the Big Ten in 53. They've got four since then. Michigan actually has seven since they started, uh, you know, joining when they joined the Big Ten, which was before that. But that's neither here nor there. But the, this is the perfect example. State got their asses destroyed on Saturday. Embarrassing. Number seven team in the country. One of the worst losses for a top 10 team ever. Definitely in this modern era. It was absolutely disgusting if you're a State fan. If that was my team... If it was Michigan, I would have, as I've done in many times over the last several years on various post-game shows I've done and, and these shows this year, I would have absolutely gone nuts and ripped and filleted my team. But there, and like once again, this is some, not all, some. But a lot of Spartan fans, especially ones that I've dealt with personally, instead of saying, okay, we're embarrassed, we sucked, you know, the Buckeyes freaking owned us, all the different things you could say that I even said about Michigan State, and gave them full credit and didn't make any excuses. They turned, they didn't even say a word about that. And it went right back to, all right, you know, we've got the trophy. We beat you. Uh, how many times have you been to Indy? What was your last national title? Which is a stupid retort by Spartan fans. Because all we, yeah, it might have been 24 years ago. But you don't have a, a national championship, you know, since the Korean War. So that's, that's dumb. But it's not taking any accountability and throwing it right back to Michigan, which is what has been the issue and the, the problem with so many Spartan fans for so long. They're obsessed with Michigan. Even when Michigan State is doing good things and Michigan isn't, it's more about Michigan being bad than Sparty being good. And that's like just such an inferiority complex. I'm not a big fan of the whole little brother thing. I mean, yeah, it's funny. And then now Spartan fans are calling Michigan little sister. I didn't like when Mike Hart said that because you don't want to rile them up. But at that point, Michigan was the little brother. I mean, as far as the numbers went and the overall wins and and the meaningful games that Michigan State had won against Michigan, which was just very few in the 20, 30 years. But I didn't like that because it just adds, we know that adds fuel to the fire. I know I add fuel to the fire sometimes, but normally only when Spartan fans, some of them, just are out of control and, and really just piss me off and say stupid stuff, and I just have to own them and get back, get them back in their little you know sandbox of whatever, their sandbox of insanity. But that's the, the that's the thing. It's this obsession. It's like I've got a, a good friend of mine who's a huge Spartan fan, and this is no joke. He has told me on several occasions that if it came down to needing Michigan to win it, whether it was a, a football game or a college hoops game, whatever it was, needing them to win to actually help Michigan State, like let's say clinch the Big Ten East title in football or you know, clinch a, a, an outright Big Ten championship regular season title in, in basketball, he would still root against Michigan. That to me is insane. If Michigan State could help the Wolverines, I'm not going to put a Spartan jersey on, but I'm not going to hope that they lose. That's just dumb. 
It's short-sighted and it's weak. And that is the way that not all, and maybe not most, but so many Michigan State fans are. And it just makes them look silly and sad and weak. I know the Wolverines have had issues. We are, any reasonable Michigan fan has been very hard on, on Harbaugh and this team the last few years. Especially, you know I have. After that Ohio State abomination with Dwayne Haskins, and I had to leave that game early in the fourth quarter and, and listen to the Buckeye broadcast say, what if Urban Meyer got on five against the Wolverines? I mean, that was garbage. That was such a bad, it was a great experience until it wasn't. So I was so hyped for that game. I actually made it on college game day. But I've gone crazy about Michigan and said things were unacceptable. I worry about my, my guys. But Michigan State fans, it's like they care more about deflecting to Michigan than owning their own in, you know, inadequacies when it happens. State's had a great fine year based on what they were supposed to do. That's great. But if your goal is to win the Big Ten East and your goal is to go to the playoff, they've had a terrible year in the last three weeks because they got upset by an unranked Purdue team who threw for like 8 million yards against them. Then they got absolutely mollywopped and embarrassed by Ohio State with a chance as they still control their own destiny. So yeah, much better year if you want to go there and say, okay, we were supposed to be like, not last in the Big Ten as like some Spartan fans will say, but not a great team, maybe a five, six, seven win team. Yeah, definitely exceeding expectations. But I thought Michigan State's expectations are like what Michigan's need to be as well. Win the Big Ten East, go to the playoff. If that is your expectation, you failed. And stop worrying about throwing it back to Michigan. Worry about, okay, maybe Mel Tucker's our guy. We're going to sign him for 10 years. I think it's a little early, but you know what? Things could be really good going forward for Michigan State. They're spending the kind of money that national programs have to spend to be at that level. Tucker would be the second highest paid coach this year if that $95 million deal went into place last year. So that's pretty good. If that's what the goal is for Michigan State to be, you know, a big time player. They can't be a Georgia or a Clemson or a Alabama. No, no one can, even at Ohio State. That's just the way it is right now. But it doesn't mean you can't try to get, get up there and be in that top four, five, six in the country that has a chance to go to the playoff every year or, you know, every other year, whatever it ends up being. But a lot of Spartan fans have just come after me personally and other Wolverine fans personally, and I saw them take no accountability for what happened to their team, and they immediately started deflecting to Michigan. And it was, it was kind of tough because, you know, Michigan won 59-18. So it wasn't like Michigan had a close win over Maryland. I know there are a lot of Spartan fans after that game. Like, I had friends that left the game at, at halftime. And I thought that was ridiculous, but whatever. You know, I'm not going to judge anybody. And they, you know, some of them were saying, all right, I'm going to go put some money on the, the Maryland money line. Like, that's just stupid. Michigan's a really good team. They're a top five team in the country. And yeah, they might lose to Ohio State. They might get blasted by Ohio State. And if that happens, then it's back to... Harbaugh, seven years, no Indy. What's the point? I mean, I've been saying this for three years. And I get it that, you know, Michigan State has had more success in that sense in the last 15 than Michigan has. But worry about Michigan State. I mean, you can have fun. We all have fun at each other's expense in, in a nice way. And in, in, in like, you know, just the rivalry type way. But making it personal and calling people losers and, and, and just saying some really mean thing. Using like, you know, a- absolute like... Uh, Epitaphs, whether I didn't see any racial epitaphs, but definitely like some, you know, gender ones and 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 just really bad comments. It's a bad look. I, I I will tell you this: it does have it on both sides. But I don't really see a lot of Michigan fans using certain words that some Spartan fans use. I'm not saying they don't. I'm sure some of them do. But that that stuff's got to stop. 
So that, that's my, my issue. Like, you know, Michigan's playing for the Big Ten East. Michigan State is not. Worry about Penn State. Worry about getting to a New Year's Six Bowl. Don't worry about, oh, you guys are going to get your ass kicked too. We might. Don't worry about that. You're not Michigan. You're Michigan State. You beat Michigan this year. That's great. If that's your goal every year, then you exceeded your goal. But I think that a Michigan State fan that's a reasonable Michigan State fan, their goal should be beating Michigan every year. That can't be the goal. The goal is to get 10 and compete for Big Ten East and, and, and beyond. And Michigan State failed that goal this year, made a lot of other goals, and now it looks like they have a coach tied up for about a decade or more. And hopefully that works out for Michigan State. If, if you believe Mel Tucker's the guy, I've, I've mentioned on this show many times, I think it's a little early to start offering 10-year deals and $95 million when the guys haven't even coached two full seasons. But he's if he's your guy and you don't want to lose him to LSU or USC or wherever, that's what you got to do in today's college athletics. There's no salary cap. A lot of that money's coming from boosters. It's not going to hurt you in that sense. It might hurt you down the road if, let's say, things are bad in four or five years with Tucker and you move on from him and there's still all this money owed. I mean, you might not be able to go back to that same booster and say, all right, we got to get this other coach. Who knows? But... Worry about that. Michigan's playing Ohio State for the Big Ten East. Michigan State is not. So you lose a game. It's not about trying to like rip Michigan for losing to you when that game, yeah, it matters. Of course it matters. But in this grand scheme of a season, it doesn't anymore. Because Michigan controls their own destiny. Michigan State doesn't. So beating Michigan, awesome. If Michigan beat Michigan State, awesome. But if Michigan State had lost to the Wolverines this year, but yet the the Spartans were playing a game this coming week to win the Big Ten East, that's what matters. Not beating Michigan earlier this season. So just stop the nonsense. I know I can add to it sometimes. I know we all can add to certain parts of it. But some of the, the, the takes by these Spartan fans and just trying to, you know, go back. It's so funny. It's like, you know, they'll, they'll go back and say, you know, national titles since 1951 and all that whatever BS. But then when Michigan fans talk about 97 or talk about their overall national titles or the overall series against Michigan State, which, I what is it, 78, 30 and something? I mean, it doesn't matter. It was 100 years ago. It goes back that far. That That's an issue. So state fans can, can go back. See the hypocrisy? They're allowed to live in the past, but Michigan fans can't. So just try to act a little better. The, 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 the sum of you, not the majority of you, try to not make things personal because it makes you look really kind of sad and and insecure and inferior, like when you make things personal, when it's less about football and more about like calling names, like someone calling me short, short, which I'm not, I'm six feet tall. Ball, I guess if, if six feet tall short, then I'm living in a world of giants and, and they call me fat and bald. I mean, like, just try to be better. You know, I've never done that. I've never called, I, I, did, I will say this. I made one comment on the way back to my car at the Michigan State game this year, after congratulating a ton of Spartans, having such great talks with many of them, one guy said, uh, I was wearing a Woodson jersey, he's like, hey, Woodson, how's virginity treating you? And I think I just said, I hope you enjoy the job at Burger King. How is that job? Are you making enough money? I mean, that was obviously just a totally fun type thing. But, you, you know, I rarely would even say stuff like that. I was congratulating Spartan fans left and right. It sucked to do it, but I did it. And I'm all, when I go to Michigan games my entire life, whether it's silly Buckeye fans who have like hit people's cars of mine, friends of mine in the past, or, you know, if it's like, you know, Notre Dame fans or whoever it is, I always wish them luck. I might say a funny little comment, but I never say go, hey, Notre Dame, go blank yourself. Hey, hey, Buckeyes, I hope you burn in hell. Like, I never say anything like that. It's stupid. 
That's not being a good fan. It's being a clown. So I'm just, it's, it's a public service message, uh, you know, a public service announcement to some of those Spartan fans out there. Just be better. You just look like, a, you just look silly. You look like clowns, some of you. And it's, it's very, it's not becoming. So thank you for, for appreciating and understanding that there is more to life than trying to make someone, you know, cut someone down on a personal level because of a football game. All right. And, and, and the main point, once again, is that the Spartans lost this past weekend. Michigan won, and yet all these Michigan State fans, once again, some, not all. When I say all, I'm just saying like a bunch of them, started talking about Michigan. What does that have to do with anything? You just got your ass kicked by Ohio State 56-7. And Michigan won 59-18, to yet you're, you're just like pointing out that you beat Michigan. Great. That was like weeks ago, and it doesn't matter anymore this year because there's no more destiny control for Michigan State. There is for Michigan. So that just makes you look silly as well. Bottom line, though, we love the rivalry. It's never going anywhere. It's always going to be this way. And I would love it if both teams were at the top level for the next 15, 20 years. And both teams, one year, one team's going to the playoff. The next year, the other team's going to the playoff. Dare I say it, both teams go to the playoff one year. It would be very tough playing in the same division. But it could happen. Let's hope for that. Let's kind of keep the temperature a little low. A little lower than it's been when it comes to the personal attacks and some of that nonsense. All right, before we get out of here, though, uh, I do want to just throw this out there. The lunacy at LCA, if, uh, you know, you didn't see what happened with Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James. He, I, I don't know where you've been, but the suspensions are going to be coming out, and I would think, I know the Lakers and, and the Pistons play each other in like four games. You would think LeBron might be back for that one. Stewart might be out for about five games, and, you know, he went, he went a little nuts. But LeBron obviously, you know, bloodied him and the melee ensued. It was, it was kind of ironic that last week was the 17th uh, anniversary. I think it was on actually on Friday of the game against the Warriors of the Mouse at the Palace in 2004. And, and Big Ben and Rip were sitting courtside for that night. I, I believe Big Ben and Rip were sitting courtside for the, uh, the Lakers game as well. Uh, but it, it, definitely, it definitely added a little buzz to the game. But I think you're going to maybe get five games for Beef Stew, maybe three or four for LeBron. I don't think either, there's no chance, I don't think, of both of them playing in the Lakers-Pistons game that comes up in a couple weeks. I don't think there's any chance of that. But if there is, if they both do play, that's going to be very interesting to watch. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a highly rated game uh, at Staples. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor that for you here. And, you know, Cade Cunningham became the youngest Piston to have a triple-double. Grant Hill, not as young as Cade Cunningham, Isaiah and others. That had triple doubles, so he's he's moving himself along. I don't like how the fact that the Pistons kind of were getting worked over by a, a you know half healthy Warriors team on Friday night. They did come back late and and almost made a charge, but then you know a fully healthy Lakers team, the Pistons played great against and had a nice lead at halftime after Jeremy Grant made like 15 shots in a row. So I was a little frustrated about that. But this team's got a long way to go. They're definitely still in a rebuild. And they got some nice young talent, and Isaiah Stewart's one of those guys. And, I love how Cade came to his defense, showing at 19 years old he's way, way beyond his years with some, you know, incredible growth, uh, you know, and incredible, um, you know, just ability to have maturity at that age as a rookie in the NBA and, and backing up his guy. And, you know, it was it was crazy to watch. And thank God it didn't get worse than it was. Uh, but that was uh, that was definitely something. And Isaiah Stewart, he lost his mind. Uh, but I, I think the Pistons are going to be a fun team to watch this year. As, as things get better and, and maybe they get a Linux back from injury and Cade, find, Cade finds his uh, 
you know, feet under them. There's going to be some nice games. This team's going to win against some good teams. Not going to be a playoff team this year. They don't need to be. But this could be a fun second half of the year when things start getting a little more forward and a little more confident for, uh, you know, a guy like Kay and Sidney, uh, Cade, uh, Kay, not Kay, for Kay and a guy like City Bay and others continue to grow into their roles with each other. All right, that's going to do it for the Manic Monday edition of the Detroit City Guest. Big week for us. We've got my man Terry Foster coming on the Tuesday show, as well as my producer, the part one of a 60-part series, How Stephen Jung is Going to Save Sports. And then on Wednesday, our great friend, one of my favorite people on earth, Angelique Chengalis, the angel of the big house, uh, the beat writer for the Wolverines for the Detroit News. We look forward to talking with her about the big game and where this ranks in all the big games she's covered in her Michigan football career. Uh, she will be on the show on Wednesday. All right, until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dreams of one and all and all in one. Dan Leach, out.